Thanks for joining us on Our Father's House's weekly podcast, A Place to Find God. Each week we bring you a sermon from our Sunday services where you can be uplifted and grow in Jesus on the go. If you have any questions or want to learn more about us, you can always check us out online by going to ofhorangeburg.com. We'd love to get to know you. Now let's get to this week's message. Certainly thank God for his presence that's in the room on today. Amen. I feel his presence right now. Amen. God has come down to visit us on this morning. And I believe that he has a work that he wants to do in our lives. Because of that, we want to give him some praises. We want to give him some glory. We want to give him some honor. The word of God says, great is thy faithfulness. Lord, unto me, morning by morning, what new mercies I see. Thou changest not. Thou compassions, they what fail not. As thou hast been, thou forever will be great. Because of God's faithfulness, we can trust him. We don't have to worry about him coming short because he is faithful. You ought to look at somebody and say, tell him God is faithful. Amen. And we certainly bless the Lord on this morning. We thank God for those of you that are with us online on this morning because of your faithfulness in joining us Sunday after Sunday to be a part of our service here at our Father's house here in Orangeburg. We certainly thank God for you. And even those of you that join in with us during the week, amen, by pulling down, amen, the word of God from our archives and um, listening to it, we certainly thank God for Amen. You're listening to the word of God. I believe, uh, amen, that as God sends forth the word, it's for the body of Christ. Amen. It is for the people of God. It is not just isolated to us here in these four walls. And that's one of the things I thank God for, the pandemic. Amen. Because of the pandemic, we were able to go out of these four walls. Amen. And uh, allow the gospel to amen go beyond us and i thank god for that and we certainly thank god for those of you that have been faithful as we said earlier in joining in with us and i want to encourage you on this morning if you're listening amen to call someone amen like share or tag someone and let them know that our father's house is amen and getting ready to or is being streamed amen in your household so call someone and let them know that the word of God is getting ready to go forth. Father, we bless you on this morning. We thank you, God, that you've given us the sense to know that we can't do anything without you. So, Father, right now we settle ourselves in your presence and we invite you here to have your way. Subdue everything, God, that is not of you. And we ask you, God, that you would have free course in the service on today. Touch hearts and lives. Cause our lives, Lord, to be brought to the place, God, where we will give you glory and honor. We commit everything right now into your hands. And we thank you, God, that you have purpose for us being here. And we thank you, God, that you're going to work that purpose in and through our lives on today. For it's in the name of Jesus Christ we pray. Amen and amen. Praise the Lord. Come and put those hands together with the Lord, everybody, and give him a praise. Amen. Praise the Lord. It's good to see those of you that are here with us on today. God bless you. And as I said earlier, thank God for those of you that are with us online. Amen. I want to continue uh, with a message that God gave me on last week. 
Um, I believe that this is a very important message for the body of Christ, and if we are going to be effective in our walk with God, it is important to us understand, amen, the word of God, amen, that God is uh, sharing with us. And the word that God spoke to our hearts on last week, and we are going to go further inside of that on today, is understanding spiritual warfare. Understanding <clears throat> spiritual warfare, and whether you realize it or not, it is very important that we, the believers, understand spiritual warfare. And one of the reasons why that is important, because whether you realize it or not, that you are in warfare. And if you don't understand what you are already engaged or involved in, it is very, very, very possible that you could be overthrown in the midst of a warfare that you are not aware of. So we uh, uh, want to uh, share these truths with you on today, uh, hoping and praying that these truths will get a hold in your heart and help raise us up. How many want to be mighty warriors for God? We sing the song, I'm a soldier in the army of the Lord. We sing that song, don't you? But you know what? If you don't understand warfare, you won't be an effective soldier. Amen. So we want to be able to understand <clears throat> warfare on this morning. You that have your Bibles, turn with me to 2 Corinthians, the 10th chapter, the third verse. We're also going to be in Ephesians, the 6th chapter, and the 10th verse. And um, also we are going to include a scripture on today, 1 Peter, the 5th chapter, um, and the eighth verse. In fact, I want to start in Peter first. I want to start in First Peter five. Amen. First Peter five and eight. And the word of God says, "Be sober, <clears throat> be vigilant, <clears throat> because your adversary, the devil, as a." Roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. Go to the next verse, the ninth verse. Whom resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. I want us to look at <clears throat> this particular scripture on today. It says, uh, be sober, mm. be vigilant, because what? Your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Let me get these other scriptures in and then we're going to go into the message. Let's go into, um, let's go to Ephesians, the sixth chapter. Let's go to Ephesians first and then we'll go to Second Corinthians. In fact, we're going to go sort of backwards. Ephesians 6. Hallelujah. And uh, starting at the 10th verse, it says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord, since you have an adversary, the devil. <laughs> Finally, my brethren, what? Be strong, where? In the Lord, and what? In the power of his might. Go to the next verse. It says, put on the whole armor of God, why? That ye may be able to stand against the wiles yes, of the devil. Yes, yes. The 12th verse says what? For we wrestle not against what? 
flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Identifying your enemy, giving you some things to understand concerning your adversary. Now let's go to 2 Corinthians, the 10th chapter. 2 Corinthians, the 10th chapter. Uh, hopefully we'll get to these verses in my message on today. But the third, starting at the third verse says, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not, what? War after the flesh. First of all, indicating that we are in a war. Okay, though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. The fourth verse says, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but what mighty through God. To the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations, and every high thing that exalted itself above the knowledge of God. And what bringing into captivity, those thoughts that keep plaguing you, every thought unto the obedience of Christ. Now, I want you to look at that inside of the context of the message on today because when we understand warfare, a lot of times when we understand warfare, a lot of what we read in this particular scripture here is the, uh, the place where the enemy is warring our imagination, casting down imagination and every high thing that exalts itself above the knowledge of God and what bringing into captivity what every... Uh, how many of you just got, ever gotten carried away with the thoughts? thoughts that's going through your mind. If I could just stop this mind from thinking. Yes, sir. But let's go into the message on today. I want to take us a little bit further inside of this lesson on today, understanding spiritual warfare. As we stated on last week, and I want to reemphasize certain things, it, as we stated, it is important that we understand and accept the reality that we're in a warfare. I don't care how cute you are. <laughs> I don't care how well you can preach. I don't care how many scriptures you know. You got to understand that you're in warfare. And you have an adversary that's out there trying to destroy your influence and your effectiveness. And it's time now for us, the children of God, to stop being like the ostrich digging a hole and hiding our head in the sand and realizing that we are in a warfare. In fact, uh, uh, we were actually born into a war that's really not ours. I want you to understand, you got to understand something. We were born into a war that's really not, not ours. The war was already being waged before we came on the scene. If, 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 if you look in Ezekiel, and I'm not going to go into all of this, but I just want you to understand something here on today. There's already been a war going on between what light and darkness between God and Satan. The real war is between God and Satan. I want you to understand this now. 
which was already being waged. If you look at Ezekiel, the 28th chapter, and I don't want you to go there. I'm just going to give you a, just brief, a brief synopsis of it. The Bible tells us in Ezekiel, the 28th chapter, said God, amen, was the one that appointed Satan or Lucifer at that time to be the anointed cherub that covereth. He was a good angel. He was a good angel. He was anointed and appointed as an angel of God with all of these attributes and all of these responsibilities of walking up and down into the Holy of Holies and, and demonstrating, amen, the responsibilities that God had given him. But the Bible said there came a time where Lucifer got the big head. Mm. He started thinking that what he had was his and not given to him. And the Bible said he became lifted up because of the multitude of his traffic and responsibilities and started and forgot where he came from. Don't forget where you came from. I don't care how high you go in life. I don't care how great you become in God. Never forget where you came from because there was a time before we even came on the side that we were walking around bound by sin. So I don't care how high you go, always remember that had not it been for the goodness of God. So Satan got the big head and it, it, uh, uh, according to Isaiah, the 14th chapter, he said, listen, I'm just as great as God. I'm going to exalt my throne above that of the most high God. Can you imagine? But God being who he was, God didn't start sweating. God just put him in his place. He said, because you decide to get the big head, I'm going to cast you out of the garden. I'm going to cast you out. And I'm going to uh, sentence you. And I want you to understand this here now. He sentenced him. Have you ever heard of somebody being sentenced before they actually be confined for that sentence? He was sentenced to eternal damnation and destruction. But he was cast out of the garden of God in the heavens. Okay, I need you to understand that. But the war didn't end there even though it was over. <laughs> Let me share what I'm saying. Because it was over, the devil understood that God was his victor. He understood that. He understood that there was nothing that he could do to effectively combat God. So now here's the devil being released out of the heaven and out of his places of responsibility. Now he's in the heaven, in the first and the second heavens where God had allowed him to roam. But he still wasn't satisfied with what happened you ever have you ever seen uh, 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 individuals having a fight and it's, it's almost like two adults fighting let, let me let me give it to you. it's almost like two adults fighting and one adult overpowers the other and just beats him down to the point that he realized that there's nothing else I can do. This person is just uh, greater than I am. He's more powerful than I am. The best thing for me to do is just to 
Give in. Okay. But then now the person that wins the battle decides that, okay, I put him in his place. So I'm going to go on with my life. I'm going to go on with my plans. I'm going to go on and start a life for myself, raise my family, and do whatever I want to do. But then now the person that was defeated is sitting over here still sulking. <laughs> still don't like him. I can't beat him, but I still don't like him. I don't like the fact that he took away this and he humiliated me in all of these things. Let me show you here now. <laughs> the person that won the battle goes on and starts his life and builds his life the one that was defeated said I can't get to him but what I'm going to do I'm still going to make things miserable for him I'm going to do everything I can to interfere with the things that he's trying to do every one of his children I'm going to come against him because his children don't understand yet who he is so I'm going to come on y'all let's understand this so now here the devil said I can't come back God I can't beat God he knows that but what he sees now I see God raising some children and has a purpose in the earth so what I'm going to do I'm going to attack every one of his plans and his children. So now when we were born into this life, into this kingdom of God, we were born in a war that was already being waged. I need you to understand something. Uh, the devil understands this. And I want you to understand this. The devil understands that you, the believers, I'm, I'm going to go to the believers here now. The devil understands that you, the believers, are a threat to him and what he wants to accomplish. He realizes that. He understands that if a child of God. How many children of God? Lift your hands in here. The devil understands that if a child of God becomes informed, well informed of who he is and whose he is and develop confidence in who he is and begin to mature and grow inside of who he is. The devil realizes that that person becomes an imminent threat to what he desires to do in the earth. He understands that. The devil does not want you to understand who you are. doesn't want you to understand something. But you need to realize that the minute that I was born again, I became a threat to the work that the devil was trying to do in the earth. You need to see this here now because the devil, uh, 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 he became, uh, the Bible calls him the prince of darkness. He became the god of this world that has created and developed a system in this world. Oh my, da, 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 to foster 
his desires. The Bible said he took this whole world off course. But every time mm, a child of God is born into the family or the kingdom of God, let me show you something. <laughs> a light comes on. A light comes on. The Bible said what? We are what? The light of the world. Every time a child of God is born into the kingdom of God, a light comes on. Yeah. And the devil sees that light. It may just be a little flicker, but the devil sees that light. He sees the potential. So what he will do, he will immediately start strategizing to keep that light from shining bright. Yeah, you got to see this. You got to see this. See, because the devil has sung us to sleep. He's fanned us to sleep with a whole lot of things that has nothing to do with who we are or what God has purposed for our lives. As long as he can keep that light dimmed. Not only does that light come on when we are birthed into the family of God, we are birthed with potential to start or create other lights. <laughs> the devil don't like that. That's why the devil don't like you. That's why the minute you got saved, the devil started releasing his attacks in your lives. Because he don't want you to understand who you are. That's why he kept reminding you of where you came from, reminding you what you used to do, reminding you of how bad you were. Mm. That's why now, as you go, what he'll do, he'll keep reminding you, you remember, child, you remember when, you remember this. You, he'll put people in your life to remind you just what you used to do. Come on. Because he don't want you to walk into who God has made you. So now the devil <laughs> has launched an attack against the believers of God to stop us from coming into what God had purpose for our lives because if we were to come into the fullness of what God has purpose for our lives, can you imagine the kingdom of darkness constantly diminishing, losing its power? Let me show you something. Let me show you this. We're the light of the world, as I said earlier. We were born light. <laughs> you ought to lift your hand and say, I was born light. <laughs> I was born light. <sighs> Let me show you this. In your family, let me, let me just go ahead, in your family. Let's say you're the only person in your family that's born again. The devil don't like that. Because you are the light. You're the light in your family. And while he already have them captive, he realizes if you were to come into the knowledge of who you are, and begin to mature into who and what you are, you're going to start changing the rest of them in the, in the family. 
So what he's going to do, he's going to wage war against you. While the others are just out there doing whatever they want, the devil is going to wage war because he's going to try to stop the light. Come on. On your job, why do you think that the devil launches an attack against you on your job? Why? Because he don't want that light to be on the job so everybody else will begin to understand now that God is God. In your school, oh my God, wouldn't it be wonderful if you can get a band of young men and women that understand who they are and won't be disheartened by the attacks of the enemy and go through the school and say, we are the children of God. We are the light of the world and all of the calamities in the school will be brought down because the light But the devil attacked the school system. First of all, he said, take prayer out of the school. Don't want no religious recognition in the school. Why? Because he realized that these are fresh minds. These are minds that are learning. They're trying to find out who they are. And they just came into God instead of them learning about uh, math and arithmetic and in science they're going to learn about sonship let's make sure that none of that is in the school <laughs> come on i want you to understand the warfare that the enemy had waged against the body of christ not only that, we see it in politics, in government. The devil hath launched an attack. Let me, let me share something with you. Can I share something with you? <laughs> Trump is now our enemy. And I, I'm, I'm saying this in light of the fact that much of uh, a, a large portion of America be because of a lot of the things that they've said Trump has done is become our enemy. And he's not our enemy. As much as we are taken aback because of the invasion in Ukraine, Putin is not our enemy. They are simply products of the system that controls them. Come on. We begin to fight uh, uh, the product instead of fighting the source. It's the system that the devil has put in place to influence what you consider your enemy. Come on. I need you to understand something. The Bible calls the devil the prince of what? The power of the air. There are powers in the air that controls the activities on the ground. Come on. And because the powers in the air have strategized 
and planned. That's why the Bible calls the wiles of the devil. The powers in the air have strategized and incorporated a system that influences subjects on the ground when now we see things happening as a result of the movement of the subjects we think that they are the enemy but they are not the enemy the real enemy is the powers that be that are pulling the strings come on you need to understand this because when we begin to engage in spiritual warfare, if you don't understand who your enemy is, you will be fighting the wrong persons. Uh. But you need to understand that's why the devil does not want us to be aware <laughs> of who we is. That's why the devil's main objective is to keep us ignorant and deceived oh my god my god god help me help me god to deliver this word his objective is to keep us ignorant and deceived ignorant of who you are don't you realize that a large percentage of the born-again believers don't really understand who they are? Come on. Oh, yeah, we're saying, I'm a child of the king. But then we'll associate that with getting things and stuff and having money and all of that. But you don't really understand the real essence of who you are. I am a spiritual being. I am the light of the world. I am Jesus' brother with a mission that works in harmony with his mission in the earth. I get caught up over here trying to perfect this flesh life. Mm, mm. This is the deception, y'all. This is the deception. Trying to perfect this flesh life. The devil has infiltrated the church with messages to cause you to focus on perfecting this flesh life. Come on. Tell you, your spirituality is measured by the amount of things that you can acquire and accomplish. So therefore now we start trying to acquire things so the folk can think we are spiritual. Diluting the real essence of who we are. That's the deception. If I can just get them, they're saved, they're born again, but if I could just keep them ignorant of who they are. If I can just, if I can keep them happy <laughs> and keep them going after things and stuff and never tap into their real spiritual essence, they'll never become a threat to me and what I am trying to accomplish in the earth and even in their families. Why do you think that so many of us don't have 
any effect in our families. Why? Because we have not really tapped into who we really are. Hmm. Keep us deceived. The devil's chief weapon, or one of his chief weapons, is the spirit of deception. The spirit of deception. If you notice from the beginning, from our beginning, I'll say from our beginning, he heard somewhat of the plan of God for humanity. God said, let us make man what? In our image and after our likeness and let them have dominion over the earth and all of the things in the earth. The devil was lurking somewhere hearing that. So he said, what I need to do now, I need to get to man to deceive him. He don't really need to understand what that really means. <laughs> How many times when God purposes something for our lives, the devil come in and distorts it so that you don't really understand what God really means. He came in and deceived Eve. Didn't God? God, God said that, but you, that you know, let me show you what he really meant. Let me show you what well, he don't want you to become like he is. The word deceive is taken from the Greek word planaho, which means to cause to roam from safety. <laughs> from truth or from virtue. If he could just get you to roam away from safety, virtue, and truth. This is what he did with Adam and Eve in the garden. As long as they were in fellowship with God, they were in safety, they were inside the truth. But the devil came and deceived them and called them to wander away from safety. Show you what the devil would do. The devil will plant some truth inside of his deception if it'll take you off course. Yes, sir. Oh God, help me today. Yes, sir. Mm. So many folk in the body of Christ. And I pray today that God, if not me, God raise up somebody that would be able to preach the truth in such a way that it would erase the deceptions that the enemy had used to infiltrate the church. The church is nothing more than a, 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 a small figment of what it has been called to be. Why? Because of deception, the spirit of deception. Hmm. Let me show you something. You don't not just want you to be ignorant of who you are. He also wants you to be ignorant of who he is. 
The devil don't really want you to know who he is. He don't want you to know who he is. <laughs> Let me show you this. The devil has painted this picture of himself. I want you to see this. As this entity in a red jumpsuit <laughs> with horns and a tail with a pitchfork running around, jumping out of the bush, trying to scare you. Come on. And we bought into that. Why? Because he don't really want you to know who he really is. It's almost like throwing a rock and hiding your hand. If they identify who I am, then now they can plan a strategy to combat that. But if they don't know who I am, as long as they can go after the wrong objective or the wrong thing, then I can roam free doing what I want to do. So the devil does not want you to understand who he is. The Bible tells us in 2 Corinthians said the devil himself has transformed himself into what? An angel of light. Oh, my God, an angel of light. That means he can come in the church and deceive you. He can sit right beside you and deceive you because you're looking for a red jumpsuit with a pitchfork and horns and tails, and the devil is sitting right beside you and saying, Thank you, Jesus. God is great. Come on. The devil has transferred himself into an angel of light to stand behind the pulpit. And preach words that will take you off course as it relates to the purpose of God. I know one preacher I knew him that would take the word of God was a what we considered a powerful preacher powerful very influential but the devil infiltrated his psyche or whatever and the very one that was preaching the word of God to bring deliverance started preaching a part of the word that would lead young women into his captivity show you this. I want you to see this, y'all, because if we're not careful, the devil will run roughshod right in and among us. Come on. Teaching the young women that it's all right for them to lose their virginity with him. Come on. Deception, and they believed it. They were believing it. An angel of light. God help me to deliver 
this word. As long as we don't know who the devil is, we will never know how to resist or fight him. Okay. As long as he can keep himself shielded from our sight, we will never understand how to resist him or to fight him. Hmm. Hmm. Let's go to Ephesians. I'm going to go to Ephesians because I, I, I want to try to get some place in this message today. Ephesians, the sixth chapter. <clears throat> Let's start at the tenth verse. That's right. Start at the tenth verse. I want you to see here. This is God's attempt to enlighten us as believers as it relates to how to wage warfare against our adversary. He said, finally, brethren. Brethren is representative of the born-again believers. Finally, brethren. But be strong where? In the Lord. Mm, mm. You know what Paul was saying here to the church of Ephesus? Paul was saying, brethren, I want you to understand something. That God has already defeated the devil. He defeated him in every aspect of combat that could have been waged against him. God understands his strategies. He understands how to disarm the devil. Come on, I need you to understand something here, y'all. So God understands that. So now, since you're in a warfare, don't get out there and start trying to wage this war separate and apart from him. But be strong where? In the Lord. And I need to show you how to do that. Not just by going to church and dancing. Here. You know, be strong in the Lord. I can dance and shout and walk out of here and be overtaken by the enemy. But if I learn how to be strong in the Lord. Zechariah 4 and 6 says, For it's not by power nor by might, but what? By my spirit. Saith the Lord. By my spirit. Any of you that feel that you can wage war against the adversary without the assistance of the Spirit of God, you're fooling yourself. Come on. He said, but it's by my spirit. Hmm. Said the Lord. If you're going to go any further in life, if you're going to wage war and overcome the adversary, you got to be attached and yielded to the Spirit of God. 
You see, let me show you something. The Spirit of God is God. The Bible said there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Spirit, and what? These three are one. So when I say God has already defeated the devil, the Spirit of God, which God has sent to help and assist us, have already defeated. He knows the tactics of the devil. He knows how to defeat him. He knows how to use the word against him. So now we got to learn how to stay attached to the Spirit. Walk in the Spirit, and you shall not what fulfill the what lust of the flesh. My strength is in my my walking in my spiritual essence. That's why the devil don't want you to understand your spiritual essence. He got you around here saying, yeah, well, we're only human. Yeah, we're, we, no, 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 no. I don't care how much this flesh had is reality. When you were born again, you were transferred out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of life, and you became a spiritual being. The Bible said God is the father of spirits. And if I'm a child of God, that means I am a spirit. A spiritual being. Stop exploiting your flesh. That's what the devil will do. The devil has deceived us into saying, yeah, because I'm, you know, I got this flesh. Yeah, no, I'm a spiritual being. First John. First John. The third chapter. See, beloved, what manner of love hath the Father bestowed upon us that we should be called what? The children of God. And that's not just by title. You need to understand. He said, why? Beloved what? Now. Look at somebody and say, now. Right now, we are the sons of God. Right now. I am a son of God. My father is God in heaven. And I am a son of God by virtue of his spirit that lives in me. And if God is a father of spirits, that means I am a spiritual being. Shut up, Devil don't want you to understand that. So he keeps you blinded. The Bible said the gods of this world have blinded the eyes. But the Bible says in Ephesians the sixth chapter, go back to Ephesians the sixth chapter. In the twelfth verse, it says. For we wrestle not against. It didn't say we wrestle not and stop there. Okay. In other words, we wrestle, but we wrestle not against certain things. See, as long as you think you are a flesh being, you will think that your warfare is in the flesh realm. Come on. But the Bible said here, for we wrestle not against what? Flesh and blood. Andre, I don't care how bad you treat me. 
you will never become my enemy. You're never my enemy. You should never become the object of my attacks. Why? Because you are not my adversary. We wrestle not against what? Flesh and blood. The great deception in the church is that folk are our enemies. She did this to me and she said this about my children and, and I'll never speak to her again. They did this to me on the job and I'm going to pray that God will kill them and God will call their children to their mouth to turn around backwards and, and we identify folk as our enemies. Let me show you something. I told you before about the system, right? The system. It's almost like um, you got a, 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 a let's 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 go here. You got a drug empire. Okay. And inside of the drug empire, it's not just run being run by individuals. It's a system. That's why they'll tell you say, okay, okay, you can. Let's say, for instance, Carlene is a drug lord. Okay. And the police identifies her. And they plan all of their strategies <laughs> to get her off the street. The devil don't care. In fact, the devil will set her up <laughs> to get her off the street because the system has already put in place her replacement. Come on. <laughs> you see, while we are fighting individuals who have wronged us, the devil said, I don't worry about that. I already have a system that is programming and manufacturing individuals that will take her place or take his place as soon as she's moved out. So now you're not going to change that. So now if I'm going to combat the enemy, stop worrying about the product that's on the ground. Start worrying about that that is in the air, the spiritual warfare principalities and powers and the rules of the darkness of this world. Spiritual wickedness is in high places. That's where our adversary resides. Not down on the earth. Come on. We're trying to get the runners off the street. The one that's running the drugs. And this is what I don't care. Come on. And they got a whole system back here that's operating. When one moves, someone else takes his place. I'm talking about understanding spiritual warfare. You got to understand spiritual warfare. For we wrestle not against what? Flesh and blood. But against what? Principalities. Uh, I don't know why you do this to me. 
I don't know why you do this to me. Because I'm trying to finish this. This is but against principalities. <laughs> against principalities. Against principalities. A principality is not an individual. It's a whole system. Can I do something, Jimmy? One of the reasons why Martin Luther King was such a threat was because he understood the power of the system. Come on. See, he understood that Hoover wasn't his enemy. Come on. He understood that there was a whole system that was put in place, that was controlling. So what his objective was, was to go in and attack the system, the principalities. If I can tear down the principalities, everything under it will crumble. Come on. I don't care how much I tear down this and get Hoover off the scene. And I'm not trying to preach in the black history. I'm just, you know, saying this in light of where we are. If I get this one off the scene, if I got that one off the scene, as long as the system in place, there's going to always be somebody else that replaces him or them or her. But if I can attack the principalities, why is it that you think that when Daniel prayed, the Bible said he prayed for 21 days that God would give him an answer concerning what was going on in Persia. And the Bible said he prayed and he prayed, but the answer did not come. And when the answer finally came, the angel of the Lord said, the very day that you began to pray, God heard you. He heard you and he released me to bring you the answer. I had your answer 21 days ago. But what happened as I was bringing your answer, the prince of Persia, That's a principality that was operating over that territory. He intercepted me. He stopped me and we waged war for 21 days, so much so that I couldn't do anything. I had to call for backup and Michael the archangel came and helped me and now I'm able to bring your answer. There are principalities that are hanging over Orangeburg. Principalities that are hanging over your family. Principalities that are working to keep those different ones in captivity. And while we are fighting against the individual, the principalities are still thriving. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities. We got to learn how to go before God and say, God, I need you to attack the principalities, not the individuals. Until, until we can get God to pull down these strongholds over our cities, over our young people. Come on. 
be mad with our young people, but we don't realize that that's a spirit that's working in the air. Come on. It takes, it takes individuals that identify who they are. Get out of the flesh realm. God help me to move out of the flesh realm. Mm, 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 mm. And realize now that I'm a spiritual being. And because I'm a spiritual being, I have been employed by God to help tear down the kingdom of darkness. Hmm. While I'm running around trying to find out how rich I can get, when I'm going to get a next paycheck and all of these, Satan is still running rampant. God help me. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against what? Principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual weaknesses in what? High places. Even in your own individual life, realize that what you are experiencing a lot of time is a product of what's going on in the spiritual realm. Come on. And if we don't understand that and identify it, we will always be putting a band-aid on a gunshot wound. Why? Because we'll never get to the source. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, Lord Jesus. I gotta finish, I gotta quit here. We'll keep putting a band-aid on a gunshot wound. You got situations, and I'm gonna go into some more of this as God gives me. You got situations in your family. You got situations on your job. We deal with situations in our government and in our schools. Let me share something with you. You will never win a spiritual battle using fleshy tactics. Let me say that again. You will never win a spiritual battle using fleshy weapons. Never. See, first of all, you have not identified the fact that it's a spiritual warfare. You're looking at your child being off the chain 
at just the fact that he or she won't listen to you. But that's the enemy's working. Sometimes you need to get before God. I said, God, just like you changed my mind. Come on, don't forget now where you were. Somebody prayed for you. Somebody went into spiritual warfare for you when you were out there off the chain. And we want to fight fleshy battles for our children. Come on. Fight fleshy, fight fleshy battle for our husbands and our wives. Mm. Not realizing that where they are is a result of a spiritual captivity. And until those spiritual tentacles are cut, come on, they will still be who they are and where they are. God is the one for us, not by power, not by might. But it's by my spirit, said the Lord. We've got to learn how to engage and wage spiritual warfare. We're spiritual beings. Lift up your hand and say, I'm a spiritual being. Come on. That's it. Lift your hand and say, I'm a spiritual being. The devil ain't no match to you as long as you walk inside of who you are. When Jesus walked on the scene, the devil looked at Jesus and said, Devil, you come to torment us before our time. We realize we, we are no match for you. The same way he'll do with you when you walk inside of who you are. I'm a spiritual being. But I gotta grow. I got to understand who I am. I got to understand how to maneuver in spiritual warfare. Understand how to use the weapons of war. Mm. We are going to that at some other time. Stand to your feet. We've got to go because I've got a long day today. We've got to go. And uh, know that I can't teach all of this, but I, I want you to understand that we were born children of war. born children of war that has already been won. It's already been won. Just got to learn how to tap in to who we are. How many want to be a real, true soldier of God in this army of God? Come on, how many of you really want to be that? 
You know, we, we sing the song, I'm a soldier in the army of the Lord, but you don't even understand what you're singing. Come on. But you want to be a real bona fide soldier in the army of God. Father, we bless you today. We, we thank you, God. That, Father, first of all, you loved us enough to deliver us from captivity of Satan. The Bible says that we lived under his captivity before we came to know you. And God, you delivered us from that captivity. And then you said in your word that you translated us from the kingdom of darkness and placed us into your kingdom. We thank you, God. That we are children in the kingdom of light. Mm, thank you, God. We don't understand all that you've done in us and with us, for us, and desire to do through us. But we ask you right now that you pull back the veils from our eyes. According to Ephesians, Father, that the eyes of our understanding will be enlightened. That we will comprehend and understand why you birthed us into your family. Let the spirit of deception, Lord, be defeated in our lives. I'm talking about in the body of Christ, Lord. Let the spirit of deception be pulled down and destroyed. So many of our brothers and sisters are walking in deception, Lord. Let the spirit of deception be destroyed. Strengthen us with might by your spirit in our inner man. Raise us up, Lord. Raise us up. Raise us up, God, so that we can walk in the fullness of who you've called us to be. Thank you for what you're teaching us. Thank you for your Holy Spirit that's walking with us to aid us, assist us, direct us, empower us. Thank you, God. We yield right now to your Holy Spirit. Come on, somebody lift those hands and say, we yield to your Holy Spirit right now. In the name of Jesus, have your way, Lord, in our churches. Have your way in our families. Have your way in our schools. Have your way in our government. Have your way in our nations, to nations around the world. We thank you for it, God. It's in the name of Jesus Christ we pray. Amen and amen. Come on, give the Lord a praise, everybody. Give him a praise. I want to pray before I close. I want to pray for those of you. Somebody, maybe somebody today don't even... 
no God, you are not even of the spiritual family yet. Because it is the spirit of God that brings us into the family of God. And you have, if you've not been born again, that means you are not a child of God. That means the devil already have you. But because you understand that today and you want to be removed from his family and placed into God's family, I want you to pray along with me today. Said, Father, I thank you because of everything that you've done. You defeated the devil. You defeated him on Calvary. That means every captivity was destroyed. I pray right now that you would loose me from the devil's kingdom and bind me to your kingdom right now in the name of Jesus. I don't want to live another day as a child of Satan, but I want to be your child. I'm willing to learn, Lord. I'm willing to understand. I'm willing to grow. But I want to become your child. Mm. I yield to you right now. Forgive me for every sin. Wash me in your blood right now. I thank you, Father. I thank you that I can call you Father. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen and amen. We know that you were blessed by today's message. We have to not only be listeners of the Word of God, but also doers. To find out what your next steps may be, simply go to ofhorangeburg.com forward slash next. Come again next week where we will make sure you have a place to find God.